0: So it was nice to see here this information because I have a feeling of it. Yeah, that's what happens. I have a feeling of it, and then the the mind, in its very archaic manner, tries to put word to it. Yeah, and tries to do do a, do it justice, so to speak, how to present it in a certain way. But I've always had that well, not always, but that that feeling of that everything is a verb is just what they're implying that there is no noun, there's no static person, there's just a verb of feeling like a person. That That is, let's say, if you wanted to to judge the verbs by their speed, it's the fastest one. So no matter how much information comes in, it beats the other information. So that's, you can see its movement, isn't it? So when there's conscious contact, it's it it's, immediately claims the conscious contact as the one who's doing it. So. When there's this, and he says that the system itself can never see through the presentation of the system. Yeah? So self can't get out of self. So in selfing, you cannot, you see, you don't have this feeling of, oh, I am, there's a visual cortex that's producing this image in my brain. That's not our experience. It's usually, I'm seeing Mark in that chair. That's the experience in selfing, yeah? I'm seeing it. This way, this is inherently outside of me, and so on there. You never have the feeling, the real direct hit, or have an experience that, oh, it's the, just the visual cortex sending some neurons, firing, and then making this picture in my head. No, I say, I'm seeing Mark, yeah? Yeah. So this whole idea that if there, there is no self as a static uh, fixed reference, Yes? It immediately disarms the system because the system, its whole volume, most of the system of selfing, let's say demonstrated by thinking, most of that system, most of its volume is based on thinking about you somewhere else at some other time. So it has to present the you as an object so it can place it somewhere else at some other time. You can't place space I can't go, oh, this I, this space is familiar to me. I've seen this space. Five years ago, this same space was down on uh, in North Beach, you know, in uh, the Café Trieste. I can tell you, I swear to God, I've seen this space. No. But a body, yes, fixated on a body, the mental system can just riff on what could possibly happen to this body, which is, quote-unquote, me, somewhere else, the future, or somewhere else, uh, let's say when I move to Europe, some other time next year, yeah. Or this is what I'm positive happened to me somewhere else at some other time, yeah. And so, what does it do when it, when the system its center is an object, it moves that object to different locales at different times, and does what? Thinks about it, yeah. if you, let's say, if you weren't a body, or seemingly a body, because you're not a body, but if there wasn't a fixation on this, who would you be thinking about in the future? You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't think one hundred thousands of how much you think about you in the future, someone else in the future. I don't even care if it's your kid. You'll still be thinking more about you somehow or another. You, the one who has the kid, yeah? But, you know, but if you weren't a body... What would the thought system have to do? It would have no object to fixate around. Yeah? It needs a planet to orbit. Yeah? It's the planet that actually produces the gravity, the pull, the thoughts into an orbit. It's like we said the other day, water running, water running, water running. Yeah? And you see the current, and it has a natural movement which it seeks the lowest, easiest possible way. Yeah? Water goes down. Yes? There it is. Alright, so now I take a rock. So this is, let's say, the stream of being. Yeah? Manifestation, let's say. And mind is reflecting it. Yeah? And here's the the manifestation of being. Things appearing, you know, thoughts, feelings. Millions of people shitting and eating and, you know, fornicating. A lot of bugs, bugs, you know, coming to life at 9 o'clock and squished by 11 their life is like two hours. You know, they don't even get to meet Mrs. Bug or Miss Bug. They die before they even procreate. So here's all this manifestation, and there's, let's say, consciousness or an awareness of it, yeah? And that's going on. And then, so it has a current. Now you take a rock and you put that in the water. Let's say it's a stream, yeah, or a river. You place the rock there in the stream. The rocks position causes the water to change its movement, yeah? Some of the water starts going around the rock. A lot of the water is still going, but there's some that gets caught in this little rock and starts moving around it, yeah? And let's say more and more moves around it, and then it creates like a dead spot where what's rolling down the, the stream like a leaf gets caught in the thing and gets stuck there, now the leaf is there, and then a little twig, and then a dead bug, and this and that, yeah? And now this water, which is totally fluid and moving, it's, that's its energy, is now stagnant, and it's covered. So when the mind or awareness is reflecting it, it doesn't see the water. It doesn't sense the water's moving. It sees the leaf. It sees the twig. It sees the things on it, Yeah? And if they get enough, they get built up enough. It never even sees the water anymore. Yeah? It's covered. Yeah, the current pr- produced a little eddy and produces stagnancy. So the verbing gets stuck in this. The, orb, the gravity of a noun. Yeah. <clears throat> And it actually, to me, in a way, when it, when you're like the mental object, when the mind takes you to be the mental object it's fixated on, which is you as a body, yeah, then that, your, the stream of your attention and interest follows the thoughts that, go, that are getting sucked into this little black hole. And now, your attention and interest is what gives life to those thoughts and gives meaning to those thoughts. So we go home in the day, at night, as a thing, and then the mind represents the day to us with all these possibilities that weren't possible, like it could have been different if I hadn't said that. If I would have done this, everything would have been great. But you didn't do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? The, The obviousness of what's so goes totally by our head, and we just trip on what if I should have, they should have, that's a really good one they should have this and that yes. and the mind just riffs like John Coltrane playing a jazz tune you you give it a little idea of separation it just riffs so here you come the mind gets identified as this fixated object yes, which means its interest and attention is wedded to that because I'll tell you I've noticed in, in my own little journey that my interest and attention is beholden to whatever I believe I am. Yeah? That's what it's sort of looking out for. It's not even looking out for, that's what it's illuminating all day. Yeah? Because the interest and attention is really what's living your life, not the body. Your interest and attention, yes? So that being wedded to you as this gets stuck and has to go into that little porno theater of the mental realm to watch your mind just go crazy about what could have been, what should have been, and really, really produce a mental realm called what's not happening. Yeah? And you, as a fixed object, can appear in what's not happening, and then the object that represents that mental object gets to feel the effects of what's not happening. So if you're in fear that you're going to be destitute next week, which is not happening, this poor apparatus is going to get that effect downloaded you're going to feel dude, it's a little sweaty, your mind racing, your stomach a little tight. And there's absolutely nothing in the situation right now to produce that response. There's nothing to, to promote fear or anxiety. People call it fear. It's anxiety. Yeah? Fear is a valid emotion. It's meant to be. So if something threatens us, we'll either take flight or fight. Yeah? But most of us are suffering from mental anxiety, yeah? which is produced by the mind in a field called what's not happening. Literally, and then <laughs> so it's produced by the mental fixed object of the body, but its download is to the body here. Yeah, the body that you're thinking about three weeks from now is not feeling the the anxiety of that that situation. This body is now the. Uh, the performing arts center of that activity. This body goes through the pantomimes of reacting to what's not happening. So some people, like in a a life, in certain lives, maybe you've had ten situations where fear was really provoked. You had the adrenals opened up, you had adrenaline, you were running or everything like that. And it produces, if you ever had that happen, like I saw a shark once, I was in the water. And that was the I just looked at it once and I went the other way. <laughs> but when I got to shore, my adrenals, my body was drenched with adrenaline. The the glands had just dropped a mother load of adrenaline so I could get away from the biggest, scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like you had to get over it. It was like a huge it was like running a decathlon or a marathon, yeah, physically. People are present are projecting not projecting their Producing those effects. It's like the mind has it has a button that produces the physiological effects of fear but by anxiety. Yeah? Nothing's actually happening. And then we're living under this and it's very whimsical. You can't pay it off. You think you can. You think you can win it over by Self help books or getting self esteem. <laughs> you think that, oh, if I get everything you'd ever asked for, it'll really leave me alone. It'll turn on you in a second. <laughs> You'll be having a beautiful day. One little thought comes in, it's seemingly ruined. Yeah? <laughs> the only way you can enjoy peace is like a rat before the lights come on. But you always believe the lights coming on. Yeah? The rat probably never really sat down and enjoyed a meal of cheese in its whole life. Everything was gobbled up very quickly. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> so, this whole idea, what would happen if you took the object from the little baby mind, the conditional mind? If you took the little thing, it's fixated over it. It's going to throw a tantrum for sure. <laughs> Yeah. but if you took it away and it had nothing to think about yes, meaning you're not a self yeah, which is meaning there's nothing about you you can think about you're a no thing you can only think about things Yes, and when you think about spirit it's a conceptual idea in the system of self-centeredness it's a thing yeah? but if you're nothing there's absolutely nothing to think about so now, the thoughts are generated, but there's no place for them to fixate around. So they, you know, even if they seem to linger, they inevitably go with the stream. Yes? So their true nature is demonstrated. They come and go, they come and go, they come and go. They don't orbit. Yes? They don't orbit because you've taken the center of their gravity, what's pulling them in place just like you realize you know a thought isn't what's fucking with you. It isn't. It's my thought that's fucking with you. The my, it's the act of identifying, it's like the gravitational pull of an object. Yeah? When this object, this was the first identification, now this, like, this body thinking it's me is now identifying with everything else. My girlfriend, my money, my this, my that. Everything is pulled in its orbit. And then it just gives meaning. It's like the moon. You're thinking, you're seeing the moonlight. It's the sun. The sun. The moon is just reflecting the sun. Yes. And then we're there to receive that reflection. That's sort of what. It's, that's sort of what it's like. Yeah? This object. <laughs> it's, all the attention and interest is like the sun on this object, and then our mind seeing that reflection called obsessing with self. Yeah. All it is about me. Me, me, me. And you know you can't get out of self as a self. It's impossible. How could a product of a mental process get out of the mental process? It's impossible. Yeah? You can't leave. There's no leaving the mental process. That's the good news. Yeah? Because any time there's a feeling that you left anything, it's always a round trip you bought. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's always the possibility that you're going back sooner or later, yes? It cannot, be, it cannot just go, it's coming and going. It's yes? coming and going. Closer and far, yes and no, either or. It's a binary system, yeah? The mind far away, close. Far away, close. Yeah? So if someone believes they did something to attain something, they can, they'll believe that they can do something to lose it. It's just the way it goes. The system doesn't just think like on one side of the street. It thinks on both sides of the streets. Yes? If I got here by doing something, I can get out of there by not by doing something else. Yes? So, what's always so becomes an object to it as the subject. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? This is an object, yes? Isn't it? We do this all the time. If you look at this chair, you don't know have to go over that again. We do it all the time, but... All right, so here you are looking at me. Yeah? But what does this mean? A body, yes? That's what you're looking at. You're not looking at me, obviously. No. So you're looking, but we call it looking at me. But really what you're looking at is a body. And so when I say I'm looking at you, it's, I'm saying I'm looking at a body, really. Yeah? <coughs> now, all right, so here I'm looking at 15 U's. Yeah? A body. Yet at the same time I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, but you call me a you. Yeah? So really, there's just one looking and 16 yous, really, going on. But each one of us thinks we're a special you, which is when the mind becomes identified with a you, yeah, it's called me. (laughs) So when the mind becomes identified with a you, it becomes me is different than all the other you's. But it isn't, actually, is it? It's, an, uh, it's a you. It's an object, yes? So, there's only one event going. I am seeing. I, whatever you want to call that. yeah. Let's say spirit. Consciousness. Who cares? They're just names. But there's a seeing going on. Now, the seeing, from this point of view, because this is taking itself to be a subject, yeah. this object is thinking I'm the one who's doing the seeing. So when seeing is occurring, my mental interpretation is I'm seeing you. Yeah. And if I ask myself, well, who is this I that's seeing you? Its answer would be me. Yeah. Which is a you. Yeah. So the I is correct. There's a, There is a. That is truly going on. I is seeing. Yeah? I is hearing. I is feeling. I is tasting. I am touched. I is touching. I is seeing thoughts. But the mental interpretation of that activity, of conscious contact, is that it's me. So it gives the subjectivity, yeah. it claims the subjectivity and makes an object the subject. So instead of sensing the seeing, it's interpreted as, I'm seeing you. Instead of sensing the hearing, it's, I'm hearing that. Instead of ten- sensing just the feeling, it's I'm feeling this pants. Yes, I'm smelling, I'm tasting, I'm thinking, which is totally unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah. I always like to use the, uh, well, I'd better not tonight. I won't do that either. But let's say it's certain activities you do, it, it's, it seems so obvious that it's you doing it, you as a body. Yeah? Let's say if you're whatever, going to the bathroom, Well, I'm not going to go there. But So there's physical activities that are happening, and then you're believing you're doing them. But obviously you're not digesting your food yet. The role of you, supposedly, was you believe you're the doer, so you think you chose the food, and then you put it to the mouth, and then from there on it really has nothing to do with the you that you think you are yet. I mean, you're not going home tonight and digesting that burrito you ate earlier, right? You're not saving it for later. i got to get to that. Oh, I forgot about that burrito last week. Fuck! Got to get back. You'd be backlogged forever. There'd been something. You know what I mean? But there's a feeling that you're that you're eating yeah? You're the one that's doing it. You're not, and the one that's, you know, you're not pumping your heart, are you? No, the blood is moving around. Everything like that is pretty involuntary. Yet there's a huge leap when a much subtler activity of the organism. Or the body is going on what should we call thinking, there's still the belief that you're the thinker of it. I'm the thinker. I'm thinking. yeah you can't even shit when you want but you're, you're the one who's thinking right now. yeah <laughs> I'm thinking, I know it is, I know it's me. I'm the one who's thinking these thoughts yeah. So what happens when a thought is seen as yours? This is an interpretation, a subjective experience here. Yes, you know what that means, subjective experience. You and I could have the same experience, but we'd have a whole different hit on it. yeah. Because your apparatus would give it (coughs) a different meaning than my apparatus would. For my conditioning, I would give that event a meaning that may be different than yours, because of your conditioning. Yeah. So we're giving everything the meaning it has. That's what's happening here. So there's an interpretation. When there's a claiming of the manifestation, and a thought is a, a manifestation, yes? When there's a claiming of the manifestation as mine, we just open it up to be given an unusual amount of meaning. Because now it's you having the thought. And you represents tons of meaning. Tons of conditional meanings. Tons of old ideas... Tons of beliefs, tons of neuroses, tons of nice qualities, yeah? But it will inject into that thought, by the claiming of it, the meaning. Yes? So, a thought in your head won't affect me if it was in my head if I saw it as yours. The thought that's driving you crazy today, I have no immunity to it because I recognize it's your thought. The same thought, if I was holding it as my thought, it would probably have the ability to drive me crazy. But if the thought itself doesn't have the ability to drive me crazy, it's the my that sets it up. Yeah. It's the act of being identified. We're being identified with an activity. A livingness, a beingness, an existingness, a manifestation. And we're claiming to be the one that's doing it all or the one that's having it all, and all of it's about us. So life is not seen as it's just happening. It's always seen as it's happening to me. You, that is a huge meaning to be given. And all we're experiencing here is the meaning we've given things. Yeah? So if, you know, in recovery, we have an extreme, uh, some of us have had an extreme And I'm using a subjective language as an object. You know, it's hard to speak with this language without having a noun and a verb as if you're the one that's doing it, yeah? But in recovery, we're extreme examples of self-centeredness, yes? We're like an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness. So self-centeredness in the lives that we represent had a real... It painted a a painting with a very broad stroke, brush, yeah? Very broad, very broad, very obviously easily seen by everyone except the person suffering from it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the mind has an incredible thing called denial that would block it out. Yes, but everyone knew I was screwed way before I figured it out. (laughs) It came in new like news to me, but they know, fuck, that's... You've been screwed a long time, Paul. <laughs> you know lots of, yeah, yeah. We've been telling you for years. <laughs> so we're extreme examples of that system of mind. And sometimes, in an extreme example, it's a really good example. You can see it clearer, yeah, because the lines are thick and there. It's very obvious after a while. So. That system, in, in the point of view of recovery, is a failed system. It says it in recovery in our book. It says, why do you, and you can apply it to anyone. Because everyone is actually in the, in the one, quote-unquote, dis-ease called self-centeredness. Yeah? It, says that any, it says, why are you in so much fear today? And then he answers the question, and he says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So in a sense, self-reliance is a failed system, yes? It's a failed system. And no matter how much you try to make it better, its inherent quality is it's a failed system. Because there's been a mistake. Yeah? One of the verbs, called selfing, has made up a Frankenstein idea and made a noun out of the body and crowned you, you, Yeah. That mental process gave the biggest meaning it could give anything, and that is it's called the body you. Yeah. Now its whole system is centered on you as a body, instead of the whole system being open as you as nothing. Meaning not nothing like we know nothing, but nothing meaning not locatable, not to be able to be fixated on, not to be able to be triangulated by thought, Yes, not to be able to be touched, felt, seen, heard, or smelt, smelled, but totally open. Never locatable, so always there. Not of time, yes, so always here. A total different reality. This, going into the mental yogic posture of self-centeredness, becoming identified as a body. Can you imagine? Like that Jesus said in the Bible, the kingdom of heaven is within you, and then you think, well, heaven is... This it's a very small heaven here, you know, in this, no, not you as a body, yes, you as context, everything is within us, yeah, but when you hear that the kingdom of heaven is within me, oh yeah, (laughs) I'm going to privatize it, (laughs) yeah, I got, I got heaven, (laughs) you know, obviously it's ridiculous, but isn't that the first, how you hear it? The kingdom of heaven is within me, me is what? A you. <laughs> so, oh man. so this whole idea is this mental process, which is verbing. Part of its verbing is it implies being a noun. That's where you most of us don't see it. right? Some people will say, okay, the root of the problem is being obsessed with self. So some people say, man, I've been obsessing about self all day. That's actually the product of the selfing. The feeling that there's a you that's been obsessing with self all day. And also, when there's a feeling that there's a you that hasn't been obsessing with self, that's also the product of the selfie. It's not the, the uh, aspects going on, the either-or. That's not it. It's the feeling that it's happening to you, to a you. That's the selfie. It's totally successful in most cases. The most we ever get to is to go, oh, I've got to stop doing that, or I've got to start doing something else. Yeah, Because seeking isn't working, so now I'll be a non-seeker. I'll get it non-seeking. It's an incessant reorganization of the system. Yeah? Even when there's a huge experience or a huge event where it's absent, it rises and claims its absence as an experience. Selfing will claim its absence, which it's done because... This, it's never been present. All it's done is claim its absence. Yeah? Everything that's ever happened never happened to a me. The interpretation or the story the mind produces is that everything has happened to a me, but not everything has ever happened to a me. Everything has just happened. Yes. There's a huge difference. If something is seen as everything that is just happened, then what happens next will be seen as everything just happens, yeah, it won't be like, oh I've really learned a lot as of me so now I can see everything in the past just happened but you're not seeing what's happening now it's just happening, this is fucking happening to me, what's the point of that knowledge <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's done it again it just slipped itself into the position <laughs> that's why in recovery this says self-knowledge avails us nothing Yeah, it's such a beautiful statement. Because you'd feel like acquiring knowledge would really be helpful. And it is. Let's say if you want to work on cars and stuff. But in this topic, it doesn't help. Because if the act of identification as a self is in place, every bit of knowledge that you acquire, yes, will be acquired as a self. And and that knowledge will avail you nothing because it will never lead you to freedom from the bondage of self. That's the act of the bonding the self. Claiming the knowledge. Yeah, while you're hoping that this is going to lead you out of the mix, it's the, it's the perfect example of the selfie. It's that's its product. Feeling that there's a you that something's happening to. It's not what happened, yeah, the quality of it or the severity of it. That's secondary. The first thing is the feeling that it happened to you. That's the selfie that's the nugget the feeling of being the doer and the haver the feeling of have or being the done to or the lack of haver yeah both of them imply one yeah so every movement close far high low you know connected disconnected always symbolizes and always reflects there's one called you yeah this becomes the center this becomes the pseudo one, not the one they talk about in, in mysticism. This is like a mental oneness, yeah, a mental oneness that's now juggling the dual, the dualistic split of its own interpretation. Yeah, yes, no, high, low, this, that, this, that, either or, da, 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 da. Yeah, and you, you want to say, oh, I'll just catch one ball. I'll just cut this coin enough that there will only, only be one side. You can't cut a coin. No matter how many times you cut it, there's still two sides, yeah? So you want to stop one. <laughs> but this is it. When the juggler walks away from the balls, yeah? When the juggler disappears, which it doesn't have to disappear because it's only an appearance, it's a mental mirage being produced incessantly by the mental process, casting you as an action figure. And Telling a story about it all day and reinforcing it with the thought system that we're attuned to. Listening to K Paul all day. You're bound to buy his products. Yes? You're bound to buy, buy his take on the world. I mean, I, get you, I guarantee you, if you listen to Fox News for a year straight every day, you'd probably, I don't know what would happen. You know? You'd probably. mind would be easily, easily manipulated. Yeah. So we want to get the, we like a lot of nerve, like a lot of verbs to stop happening to it, to us as a noun, but that's a lot of verbs to deal with, yeah? Manifesting constantly. Why not just question, is there a noun? The noun is what's producing a relationship with the verbs. If the noun drops, something else would occur. Yeah? This is a fixed relationship. You comprised with all these old ideas, <coughs> emotional entanglements, karma, if they want to call it conditioning, you have karmic vision, this is you see a certain way, and that's that, like you everything gets painted with like a yellow tint from your point of view. Yeah? This and then trying to change all the verbs, yeah? Thinking that if I change all the verbs the noun would be so much shinier. Yeah. But what happens if the noun would just drop out? The mental, the mind's relationship to the verbs may be of movement instead of stagnancy. Yeah. So, like with this idea of traveling lighter, it's. It's Even its frame of time is different. It's not like an experience during a day. After years, you get the sense, as the apparatus, Jesus Christ has been a traveling lighter. Like, I remember when I was younger, the Dalai Lama said, you can't look at a spiritual uh, life, like, week to week. You've got to look at it over the years, yeah? Because it's a gradual shift, usually, a lot of the time, yeah? It's like a, a seeping through the canvas. It's like a leaking, something that spreads... And the mind, it's involved in so much particulars, doesn't notice the holistic sort of change. But over time, you get this incredible grand feeling of traveling light, almost like that river, that you just, when you're in your head, you just see a little bit of it and what it's doing to you. But if you lift up, you can see it, you know, the, the breath of this whole juice, where time and moments and days are just like cutting. Cutting an imaginary piece of cloth to make it into something else. When you just see the whole fabric is just a verb. Just verbing. From as far as you can see. Back and forth, up and down. There's just verbing, manifesting. Look at the days in spring. Thousands of things are popping out of nowhere. You cut a tree and then the next year, things coming out of the side of that branch you cut off. It's unstoppable. Manifesting. It's just verbing like crazy. (laughs) And it's not happening to you. So there's nothing you have to put down. (laughs) That would take too much time. There's just the recognition. The whole ball game shifts if you're not that, if you're not an object. The whole ball game shifts. It's not a time-based solution. It's coming from somewhere other than time. And definitely somewhere other than this spatial little dream. So it doesn't take any time, yes? It's not located, so there's no way you can't get away from it or get closer to it. It's sort of like everywhere. Where are you going to go in everywhere? That's not everywhere. Where are you going to, are you going to make up an imaginary special everywhere? You better believe it. From your little special gated community up here. So everywhere becomes a place that you can visit and a special somewhere. <laughs> so everywhere becomes an experience you may have in your life if you're lucky. Usually if you think you've had the experience, you really don't want to have it again. You'll tell you, you'll say you really want to be free, but you don't want to want to be free. It's all a different ballgame. Yeah? But there'll be a nice story about everywhere, as long as it's not the where you are. <laughs> I'll be sending money to everywhere, donating to you. Just stay away. I love to have dead masters of everywhere, <laughs> they never argue with you. <laughs> just, it's all safe. I can have it just the way I want it to be. And I'll be in my special somewhere, yearning for everywhere. But everywhere is everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to go to a temple. This is the sacred ground right where we are. We're, we're everywhere manifesting into somewhere. And into something. You know, but never losing the flavor of it. Of everywhere. But the mind fixated on being a body can temporarily Forget time. Yeah. And when it remembers as a body it will cause itself a lot of suffering called called seeking. Seeking what's always available at all times but never by seeking. It's never available by seeking. If it's always available at all times seeking implies something different. Yeah. I would say if you took the word seeking and took the king out of it, it would be more like it's see. seeing. Seeing. Yeah. It's seeing for sure. No matter how stubborn your head is, <laughs> I don't know, I got a feeling they'll come to it sooner or later. It can't, it can't. You never know what invitation, what repetition is going to push it over the edge, you know. Once the eph- emphasis shifts, there's a feeling like the stock finally got taken over 51% by the, the right committee member, so to speak. And then it's sort of a done deal then. And then like The Course of Miracles it says, it's like you and I are going to dream ourselves out of this dream. Yeah? And while we're dreaming ourselves out of the dream, the dream's going to get happier a beautiful statement, isn't it? I love that statement. It's basically, it just states the fact that you're already inherently all there is, yes, but there's dreaming going on, so as the way we're going to get out of the dream is we're going to dream out of us, we're going to dream out of it, yeah, because you can't get out of a dream, in a way, as a dreamt object, obviously, but the mind's going to dream itself out of the dream. Yeah, so the dream's going to keep on dreaming, but there's going to be a dreaming oneself out of the dream, and as that's occurring, the dream will get happier. I can't deny that. You know, in my own little storyline. I cannot deny that. It's got traveling lighters. It's like you you hit a bump on the road, but you never go back to the road. <laughs> You're still going, but you bumped off the road, and you never go back to that road again. Into the bump, <laughs> what happened? It's just the it ride's much smoother. Like you have better tires now. <laughs> <Ding>. Just <bing. laughs> See, there's no one to care. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, There's no like trying to look back. What happened? Who cares? Yeah, Who gives a shit about the knowledge of what may have happened or not? <laughs> it's like it's like pointless info. The whole point to me is economy being pared down and economized and stripped. Yes? It doesn't mean stripped in the way of being like a renunciant. It's being stripped of like, to me, spiritual poverty is giving up the claiming, not giving up, the claiming is seen not to be you, yeah? So you don't have to give up your, your possessions, you're not the possessor. You don't have to give up thoughts, you're not the thinker. You don't have to give up this behavior or that behavior, you're not the one who's doing the behavior. Then it all comes under another revision. Someone, some, other, some other modality takes the cards and reshuffles them and changes them, yes? And all you do is find out. Like someone was telling me yesterday, the thing of knowing. He says, "He says I know less and less." So some and people in recovery always say, "The more I'm sober, the less I know." But the less you know means the more you find out. It's giving up one system and then being honored, honoring another system. There's no one who gives up the one system, but that, there's a giving up of the one system of knowing what's happening. Yes. And then you're now emphasized as another system, which is finding out what's happening. So part of finding out what's happening is you don't know. Yeah. So when a lot of people are clear in sobriety. They're saying the more and more they get sober, the less they know. They're telling the truth. That's what's happening. But the beauty of it is not to sort of emphasize the old system, but revel in the new one, finding out. Yeah? The old system always wants to be used as a bookend, so someone will say, I had this incredible event, but I'm still crazy. They still have to fucking honor the old system again. Don't worry, folks. Don't get riled up. I'm still the same asshole as everyone else, you know. There's no brazenness in the freedom, yeah. It's always like, oh, it's like freedom. Like, you really want to open up, but no. There's still the belief in the impending doom somehow. Yeah. But man, abandonment. When you just abandon, yeah. and it's a byproduct. It's not something you do. When this is entertained, things occur. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a you. Yeah. One of the things that occurs there is a sense of abandonment, because there's a giving up of a lot of old ideas. The old system is like the imaginary door is closed, and then a new system is in full swing. Yeah. And what are you? But what's what aspect of mind is expressing you? Yes? Yeah? Were you an addict and now are you recovered? Or are you just an interface for an expression? Yeah? So alcoholism was expressing through this apparatus incredibly perfectly for a long period of time. What happened? A shift of mind. Yeah? Now some other aspect is expressing itself perfectly. Yeah? It's verbing. There's no noun. The think, the belief, the think that we're the spigot that's causing the water to flow is a fucking joke. There is no spigot. Yes. If the mind is identified as a self, there's going to be certain experiences and expressions that are going to be demonstrated through it, as with, through this little interface. It's just that freaking simple. Things that are outside are going to be taken as inherently real. Yes. Time is going to have an incredible reality. The fixation on the concern about the body will be overbearing, racing from back then to there constantly during the only moment there is, which is this continual moment. These are just expressions of a mind. Yeah? They're not you if the mind contains something different, it's going to express totally something different through you. I hate the word again, through you, but through. That's that's all it is, it's like turning another channel. But it's very difficult to get out of this channel of self, because it's being identified as it. So even when you're trying to get out of it, the modality of you trying to do something to get out of it, is the system. That's the expression of the system. The you that's trying to get out of the system. And it may make you feel noble in the system. That you... And see, everyone else is crazy. I'm the only one who's trying to get out of this system. I'm the only one who's seen. That's the system. That's the system expressing. You, the feeling of you, is the juiciest thing. The verb is an adjunct. Oh, I'm, seeking, I'm trying to get out of this. But it's you, 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 is the meaning the central central meaning you. It's produced by a mental system. It's not a real feeling. If you were taken out of the identification as a body, you would not say that's a real feeling. It it feels real because something's in place. That's all. If that, that something in place got shifted, it wouldn't feel real. Is it real? Obviously not. Just like in AA, it says false evidence appears real. How could that possibly be? How could false evidence be real? It can't be real. It appears real. How? What makes it appear real? The false evidence? Of course not. False evidence isn't making anything appear real. It's you that make it appear real. False evidence presented to a mind that thinks it's a you... Gives that false evidence, that evidence, false evidence, enough meaning that it appears real to you. Inherently, it's not real, is it? It appears real, but what is the main influence? Not that it's appearing, but it's a you that it's appearing to. So the you is what gives it the meaning of being real when it's false. It's just laying its own nature on everything else. It's false. So now anything else that arises can appear real. Because it's appearing real. So we're in dream world, don't we? You don't notice people. Jesus Christ. They're in a day. They don't know if they had a good day or a bad day until their mind tells them when they get home at night. They were there eight hours. You would call them Conscious. But they're totally unconscious to what's happening. They have to wait for the Greek oracle to break the news to them. Oh, I had a bad day. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then, okay, why did I have the bad day? It was them. They're the cause of it. Oh, yes. Let me call up some of my fellow workers and see if they have the same reason why. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just huffing and puffing, and you make up an imaginary house. Yeah. Place a flag on it. Yes, I feel bad because of that. On and on it goes. But you don't understand, this is the flagpole. This claims everything. And it wants to be right. Big time. It has a huge, voracious appetite to be right. It'll die to be right, really. Or it'll kill you. Probably first, to be right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to send, if anyone's interested, I'll send you this forward. It's a very you know, dry way of presenting it, but the research is really cool. More and more they're coming to the fact there is no obviously uh, stable uh, entity, it's all mind, like a giant verb going on and on and on. And one of the verbs is a selfing, self, I like to call it selfing. And that verb presents everything as a noun. It, takes, it, takes, it becomes the noun to all the other verbs. He was trying to explain it, it's because when it becomes a noun, that's the, that process is, it's like trying to corral all the other processes and give them a certain like, uh, similarity or synchronicity. So it claims all the other processes and it becomes the one who's having the processes. And that's its way of be- making sense of it all. So all the verbs, for this mind, the mental process that makes sense of verbs, it has to make a noun. Haven't you noticed it's very difficult if you can't see that you did something or say someone else did something, what do you do next? You say God did it. There's always every verb, everything that ever happens, we have to find a, someone who did it or some power that did it. There had to be a someone. It's, you don't see it? It's like the incessant itch of the system. It has to insert a noun. It has to insert a noun. It has to insert a noun. It can't bear the silence and the beautiful presence and the space of just verbing. It has to put a noun in there so that the presence is happening or not happening to me. The silence is being heard or not heard by a me. Yes. So something that's always available at all times becomes a commodity based on it. Oh man. I don't know about you, but the noun that was f- the flag pull of this was a very vicious mean noun, <laughs> and it was, it was like eating itself. I mean, I have so many scars on my body from this little run as a noun. <laughs> I mean, this poor body got beat up by this giant mental hen sitting on it thinking it was me. Oh, fuck. This thing has a hatred for itself. Big time. Vicious one. And it's right about it. It really believes it did something that's horrifically bad. And it's never going to let whatever it thinks is me off the hook. This is always going to be an urban renewal project. Always. It's never going to be complete. It's never going to be done. It's never going to get approved by the uh, contracting board. There's always going to be something at fault found. It's always constantly tinkering with it by thinking about it all fucking day. It's ability to entertain peace has gotten to entertain the length of my pants. You know, is it too short for hours? You know? or what did that person mean by saying hello to me? Let me go over not nod nauseam for 12 hours. Because it's really important... <laughs> To know where they're coming from. It's like insanity, isn't it? I mean, how can you? It's... <sighs> it's just insane. To be beholden to that, it's like having to walk a giant dog all day. That's shitting everywhere. <laughs> you know, fucking pissing on people's cars, you know, I have to make excuses for it and apologize constantly, feed it tons of food, and it's always biting people. <laughs> <laughs> barking incessantly, <laughs> Jesus Christ. what you want is a day when that dog's asleep, yeah? Well, I'll tell you, it's total rest comes from, it's total, it will it will be knocked out when you're not identified as a cell. It's like that story, oh, then, you have five minutes? Final minutes? No, I won't do it next, next time. Well, that's it. Any questions tonight? <laughs> it's a quick channel shift. We were watching, we listened to the radio here, driving here, and then suddenly they broke in and said, Oh, this is California, University of California women's basketball. It was like, no segue, nothing. The guy was halfway, the person was talking, and then suddenly, girls' basketball. Oh, that's a, it's very abrupt. over. I'm excited about this information. I want to look into more of it.